I've heard them say before to live just like you're dying, yeah. Wish I could say that's how I am, but I've been lying, yeah. Lying in my bed at night, I want too many times. I'm thinking, what if? What if? My biggest fear is waking up to find what matters. Is miles away from what I spent my life chasing after. Is my story gonna have the same two words in every chapter? What if? What if? But last I checked, this heart inside my chest is still beating. Well, I guess it's not too late. What if today's the only day I got? I don't want to waste it if it's my last shot. It is so good 
to have you here with us tonight. Um, it's good for the Lynch family to be here because last year we had COVID for Christmas, and that was not a good gift. So we're so glad to be with you here today as we are celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. It's so good to be doing that with you. If you're a guest with us, so glad to have you with us here today. My name is Brad. I'm the pastor here at Southview. So glad to have you with us. Um, if, if you're looking for a church home, we'd love to have you come with us on a Sunday. Uh, this coming Sunday, we're just going to have one service at 11. You're welcome to come and be a part of that. But every other service is 9, 30, and 11. We'd love to have you come and be a part. But tonight, we want to gather together, focus our hearts on Jesus Christ, and what it means that he comes to earth here at this Christmas time. I want to read for us Luke chapter 2. Starting in verse 8, and it says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among with those whom he is pleased. This is why we're here today. We're here today because God proclaims good news to those who believe by faith in him. We're so glad that you're here today, but the point of us gathering here for a few moments today is not just for us to have a good Christmas Eve service. The point of us coming here today is to worship Jesus Christ, not only a baby in a manger, but a risen and victorious king. Who came, yes, to earth as a baby, but he did not stay a baby in a manger. The story goes on where he is a sacrifice on a cross, then he is a risen savior standing beside a tomb, and he'll come back one day as a victorious warrior king to gather his people. That is why we worship today. Not because he was a baby in a manger, but because he is God in flesh coming to save us from our sins. And so our hope here today is that you would come face to face with that Jesus Christ that came to give you new life. Christmas is about new life. And Jesus coming to be the sacrifice to take away your sin. Can we start today in prayer together? Let's bow our heads. I want to pray for us. Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you, Jesus, that you came. We thank you, Jesus, that you, you came for the purpose of saving us from our sins, of making us new, of taking us from death and bringing us to life, of taking our blind selves and giving us true sight i pray jesus today jesus that we would see you for who you truly are and we would worship you jesus as our great and glorious savior thank you jesus and this is in your name that we pray amen hey let's stand together let's worship jesus church let's join together and sing the glories of our great God who is worthy to be praised and in all things found to be holy let's sing together eternal God unchanging mysterious 
Behold, a virgin shall bear with child and shall bring forth a song, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Matthew 1, 23.
The Lord became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1.14 Isaiah, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9, 6.
praise him today. You guys may be seated. Yes. Oh, wow. It's so good to sit out here and hear all these voices lifted strong, praising Jesus. Uh, and again, just the whole point of why we want to gather here this evening is to praise and glorify Jesus Christ. I want to read a scripture to us. Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. This is the story of the angel coming to Joseph. Joseph being the, the sort of ado ad earthly adoptive father of Jesus. So this is the story of how Joseph found out what all is going on here. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she, found, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Okay, so real quick. So it says that they're betrothed. Think of betrothed like engagement on steroids. All right? So they're legally married, but they're not living together, and they have not consummated the marriage. Okay? But they have le legal standing with one another as a married couple, husband and wife. But they just haven't completely fulfilled the relationship yet. So when Joseph finds that Mary is pregnant, he very easily, quickly knows, that ain't me. Right? Which you can imagine, again, sometimes we, we, we separate from reality. These are real people. Alright? So, imagine, a man is engaged to a woman. And, like, hey, we're going to get together Friday night, so we're going to go watch a movie or whatever. Um, go to a drive-in camel movie. And... And so he goes to knock on the door to, 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 um, to pick her up, and she comes to the door and open, and, and like she's bigger and not like she had a big lunch. Can you imagine that conversation? It's got to be crazy, right? I mean, think about Mary. <laughs> think about this. I got good news and I got bad news, Joseph. Right? Bad news is I'm pregnant. Good news is God did it, so it's going to be okay. Well, Joseph did not believe her. I know he wants to assume that everything worked out great there. It did not, and I imagine that conversation did not go super well. In fact, verse 19 says, And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame... Resolved to divorce her quietly. <clears throat> That's an interesting verse, verse 19. He calls him a just man. He's a righteous, holy, humble, honest, sincere man. Now, according to the book of Leviticus chapter 20, Joseph could have brought formal charges against Mary uh, for adultery. And the punishment for that would have been her being stoned to death on her father's front doorstep. He could have done that. He would have been well within his legal rights to do that. He would have been considered a good, God-fearing Jew if he did. But he opted to go plan B. To quietly put her away, quietly into the, into the relationship, quietly divorce her and send her away to protect her. Because even though he is, I'm sure at this point, devastated and heartbroken, he, he loved Mary and he wanted to make sure even, even in her 
what he thought perceived sin, he wanted to still take care of her and love her and protect her. So he was going to quietly put her away. But verse 20, but as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is indeed from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. I love that. We're all looking for baby names. If you ever had a dream where an angel told you to name your kid a certain thing, you have to do it. Like, that's in the book. And so this angel comes and says, name him Jesus. Now, that name Jesus is interesting. The name Jesus literally means Jehovah save us. Jehovah is salvation. And Jesus was a very common name. Boys all over the neighborhood were named Jesus. Whenever a mom yelled Jesus, 14 heads swung around. Everybody named their kid Jesus. Why? Because Jesus, the name Jesus reminded them that there was going to come a day where Jehovah was going to come and save them. Jehovah was going to come redeem them. Jehovah was going to come and save them from their sins and rescue them as a people. So they called their sons Jesus as this reminder. But this Jesus is different than the other Jesuses because he's not named Jesus because it's a reminder that Jehovah is going to come. He's Jesus because he is Savior who's come. He is the Jehovah they've been waiting for. Verse 22 says, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. And then he quotes Isaiah 7, 14. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. In verse 24, when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not. He did never consummated the relationship until she had given birth to a son, and they called his name Jesus. There are two interesting verses I want just for a quick second to focus in on. Verse 21, she'll bear a son and she'll call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. And then verse 23, quoting Isaiah 7, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Here's the big idea that I want us to get for tonight, okay? It has always been God's desire to be with you. It has always been God's desire to know you intimately, for you to know him intimately. It's always been God's desire to be closer to you than you ever thought imaginable. God is not some distant, far-off force that you have to somehow figure out some way to not make mad at you. He desires to be close and intimate and near to you. But the problem with that is your sin. Your sin separates you from God, and so that's why he had to send Jesus to set you free from your sin. This has always been God's desire. This has always been God's hope. This has always been God's plan. And it's interesting. So Jesus on earth begins with it being proclaimed by the angel that he's going to save his people from their sin. And then Jesus' time on earth ends in John 19 with Jesus on the cross. And as Jesus is on the cross, here's what he says. He received the sour wine. And then John 19.30 says, he, he cried out, it is finished, bowed his head, and gave up his spirit. Jesus on earth began with he's going to save his people from their sin. And it ended with him crying out, it is finished. He came to do, he accomplished the task. In fact, Jesus actually died on the cross pretty quickly. So quickly that the soldier in charge of overseeing the crucifixion was shocked that he died so quickly. So he rammed a spear in his side just to make sure because Jesus died really fast. Why did he die so quickly? Because he was weak? No, because what he came to do was finished. 
And he was not going to stay on this earth one second longer than he needed to. What he came to do was accomplished. It is finished. Here's the big idea for today. Jesus Christ came to earth not just to be a baby in a manger, but to be your sacrifice. And he proclaims in John 19, that job is done, it's over, it's finished. He has done everything that he needs to do to set you free from your sin. To set you free from what has kept you from God. To set you free from yourself. To set you free from your from your. Uh, uh, hang-ups, to set you free from your past, to set you free from your addiction, to set you free from all of your sin. Jesus Christ did everything he needed to do to accomplish that. It is finished. We are here today celebrating, not just because there was a baby in a manger, but because we have a victorious king who came and accomplished everything that needed to be done to set you free from your sin. And I love that little word there in Greek, that John 19.30. It's a little Greek word called tetelestai. Um, one word in Greek, tetelestai, three words in English, it is finished. And, and it's used in several ways in, ancient, in the ancient Greek culture. Um, a servant would use it. If a master sent a servant out on a task when it was done, the servant would come back to the master and say, tetelestai, what you, the job you sent me to do is finished. I'm done. And artists would use it if they're, they're making a sculptor or a painting or a sculptor or a painting or a drawing. When it's done, they stand back and go, Tetelestai, it is finished. The, the masterpiece is accomplished. It's done. Or someone in the marketplace, if you bought something from them, they would give you a receipt. And on that receipt, they would write Tetelestai. In other words, it is finished. It is paid in full. You owe me nothing. It's all done. So when Jesus hangs on that cross and cries out to Telestai, he is saying this. The task that the Father sent him to do is done. I have done everything you sent me to do, Father. The masterpiece of salvation has been finished. And everything that you owe God because of your sin has been paid in full. You now owe God nothing. It is over finished it is done to Palestine Jesus came to be the savior and he was it is finished and then after dying on that cross they buried him in a grave and he was in that grave for three days and then he burst out in glorious divine power because death can't hold him and he came out victorious resurrected to be the final proof that your salvation can truly lie in him. If you turn from yourself, you turn from your sin, and you turn to Jesus Christ. So, what we do on Christmas Eve during our Christmas Eve service is we share communion together. We do that for a reason. We do that because, again, the point of Christmas is not just a baby in a manger. The point of Christmas is God coming to earth to save you from your sin. And so as Christians, we celebrate communion. It's the, the cracker and the juice, right? But it's way more than just crackers and juice. This is our remembrance. This is our celebration. This is our act of worship for the sacrifice Jesus gave to set you and I free. When it says there again in Matthew chapter 1 that Jesus came to save his people from their sin, this is what we do to remember that. 
You've been saved. You've been redeemed. You've been made new. So we celebrate. I'm going to ask our band to come up as we get ready for our communion time. And on the back of the pew in front of you, you should have some little cups. Um, And if you're on the front row, uh, James and Todd, could you do me a favor? Can you grab these trays and make sure everybody on the front row has one? That'd be great. Um, If you're not a member of this church, but you are a a follower of Jesus Christ, you are more than welcome to take part in this today. Uh, You don't have to be a member of Southview in order to do this with us today. We know we have a lot of family and friends and all that together. So if if you come here today and you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you've repented of your sin and trusted by faith to be your Savior, you can take this today. But, and I, and I really, I know we got a lot of movement right now, everybody's trying to get their things, but if you could just give me 15 seconds and look at me, okay? If you're not a Christian, if you're not a Christian, we love you, we're so glad that you're here. We hope that you hear the good news of Jesus Christ and that you'll turn from your sin and you would repent and believe by faith in Jesus Christ. We want you to do that. But if you're not a follower of Christ, This isn't for you. This isn't for you. This is something special for people who have turned from their sin, turned from their past, turned from their shame, and turned to Jesus. And if that's not you yet, I want to ask you to be so kindly to refrain. No one's going to notice. No one's going to see. No one's going to ask you any questions. But this this is for followers of Christ. But if you're here today and you're not a follower of Christ, today can be the day where you see that Christmas is more than just a baby in a manger. It's about God coming to save you from your sin. And Jesus grew up out of that manger and became a man who died on the cross for your sin and then victoriously rose again. And then today, right now today, you can say, Jesus Christ, I trust in you to be my Savior. Take away my sin. I give you my life, make me new. Do that today, do that right now, and then let this be the first meal you take as a Christian. What a great Christmas Eve meal. Your first one as a true follower of Christ, trusting by faith in Jesus Christ to be your Savior, and then sharing in communion with the body of Christ, remembering that sacrifice. I want to encourage you just to bow your heads just for a moment. If, if again, you came in here today and you're not a Christian, right now, at this moment, you can confess your sin, ask Christ to take away your sin and make you new. Say, Jesus, I know that you died on the cross and you were buried and you rose again to take away my sin. I trust in you, Jesus. Forgive me and make me new. Or maybe you are a Christian today. And before you share in communion right now, take just a minute. Set your heart before the Lord. Thank Jesus for his sacrifice. Thank Jesus for his death, burial, and resurrection. Thank Jesus that he came to be your Savior and to make you new. Take just a minute. You and the Lord.
Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you, you came to earth for the very specific reason of saving each and every individual one of us from our sin. You came to earth as a baby because Brad Lynch needed saving. And that could only happen if you came and you lived a sinless life and you died in my place. You were my sacrifice and then you rose again. I needed you to save me. Same with every person in this room. So I pray, Jesus, as we celebrate this communion together today, that we will not just in our heads remember, but in our hearts remember the sacrifice that you made for us. Thank you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. As you, as you have your cup, uh, you take the top part off there and it will expose the cracker. You can pull that out. Matthew 26, verse 26. Jesus is with his disciples and he's, he's instituting this very act, this communion, Lord's Supper. He's, he's, he's instituting this. He's starting this. And he says in Matthew 26, 26. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. So Lord, we just thank you that you gave your body for us. We thank you, Jesus, that you sacrificed your body. You broke your body so that we could be made whole. And I pray, Lord God, as we take this small little act, God, you would bless this. Because in our hearts, we are remembering the sacrifice you made to make us new. Thank you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. You may take and eat. Then in verse 27, it says, He took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. This small little cup of juice represents something far greater, represents the blood of Jesus Christ shed for you to make you new, to take away your sin and make you new. So Jesus, we thank you for this. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for your sacrifice. Jesus, we ask you that you would allow just, as we take this, this small little cup, Lord, that as we, as we drink this, God, truth floods us. And we realize, we recognize, we remember fresh the sacrifice you gave to truly take away every sin and to make us 100% new. And we cannot wait for the day that we get to be with you in your Father's kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. You may take and drink.
You know, again, as we were saying, the whole point of Christmas is that Jesus came to save us, to make us new. We love hearing those stories. We love hearing how Jesus changes people. And, and in this very room, we have some amazing stories of that. And so what we want to do here for a moment, our band is going to play. And then we're going to have some people share their story with you. Of how Jesus saved them, changed them, made them new. And so, one, as, as, they're, as they're doing this, as they're sharing their story, you'll see how they do that. You're welcome to clap. You're welcome to encourage them as they do that. But secondly, for you, as we're going through this, I want you to be thinking, how has Jesus changed me? How has Jesus flipped my life around? Lord God, we just thank you. We thank you that you do this. You change us. You take old things and you make them new. You take dead things and you make them alive. We love hearing those stories. I pray, God, that you would raise up us here in this room to glorify and worship you for all that you've done in us and making us new. Thank you, Jesus.
Amen. Thank you, guys. Y'all can, you guys can have a seat also. Thank you so much for your willingness to come and share, for your willingness to be open and vulnerable and talk about how good and amazing Jesus Christ has been in your life. So now I've got a question for you. Two questions. Question number one, how has Jesus flipped your life around? How has Jesus saved and changed you? Again, Matthew chapter 1 tells us that that's the whole reason he came. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it mixed up. Jesus did not come to, 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 to just sprinkle fairy dust on everybody and you live a decent, good enough life if you can. And then you get out of here and you go to heaven maybe one day. No, he came to set you free. He came to save his people from their sins. You need saving. You need to be saved. Have you been? Has there been a time in your life where Jesus has flipped you around? Has there been a time in your life where you have realized that you can't do it and you need a Savior? Someone to save you from your sins, someone to save you from your past, someone to save you from your bad decisions, someone to save you from you? Have you been saved? I'm going to ask you to bow your heads for me. And I want to spend just a minute praying here. Today, if you would say, that's never happened for me. I've never been saved like that. I've never been made new like that. I'm still the front part of that board. I haven't been set free from my my sin, my addiction, my guilt, my shame from my past, uh, what people have told me I am, the identity that I've taken on myself from, from what other people have thought or my own actions or whatever. You're still on that front part of that board. Today, Jesus Christ offers you a flip side. Today, Jesus Christ offers you freedom. Jesus Christ offers you salvation. question is, will you take it? If today you desire to do that, you desire to be made new, you desire to be set free, right now where you are today, you can just simply say, Jesus Christ, I need you. Jesus Christ, I know that you came and you died and you rose again so that I can be made new, so that I can be saved, so that I can be set free. Jesus Christ, do this in me. And he does. If that's your prayer today, if that's your desire today, right here, right where you are, I want to give you a few moments, you do that. Right now you say, Jesus Christ, save me. Jesus, save me. that's your prayer if that's your desire I want to encourage you as we end our time here in just a few moments we're going to be up front I want you to come up and I want you to talk with us anyone on the front row that held up that board they know how Jesus Christ has made them new and they would love to share with you how he can do that for you as well I'm going to be up front I'd love to talk with you do not let today slip by 
The great Christmas gift is this. Jesus Christ came so that you can be made new. That is the real gift of Christmas. Have you been made new? Have you been saved? Today can be that day. Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you for changed lives. We thank you for unbelievable testimonies. We thank you, Jesus, that there are ten times more than that sitting in this room that could do it. We thank you, Jesus, this is what you do. You save, you redeem, you restore, you make new. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that, God, you're doing things in this room right here today, right now, that that story is going to be able to be told this time next year. And it's going to keep going and going and going because, Jesus, this is what you do. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for those here in this room who are, who are pondering this and thinking through this and, 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 and asking questions and wrestling. And even those here in this room that are just wanting this to be over with today, they can, they can duck out. I ask you, God, today. Thank you that you never stopped chasing us. I thank you that every person represented in that testimony right now, that was not a one-time thing, Jesus. You pursued them and pursued them and pursued them and pursued them. And you're not going to stop doing that. So I pray you'll keep doing that for all of us right here in this room. Because this is what you do and you're so good. Thank you, God, that you never stopped chasing me. So I pray, God, that you would draw us in to new and glorious life in you. We love you, Jesus. Thank you. We pray this in your name. Amen. As we close here this evening, I'd like to ask you all to stand. We're going to close our time here together singing Silent Night. And this song is so perfect because it speaks to the whole point of Christmas. Jesus Christ coming to save his people from their sins. Let's sing. Thank you for your life. Thank you for your death. Thank you for your amazing and glorious resurrection. We love you, Jesus. Thank you. And with that, all God's people said, amen. amen. Merry Christmas. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful night. <laughs>